With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected it's time for another summer of big brother yes yes my friends welcome to the big brother after show i am your host sam the troubadour of talk the toxic shock of block talk and your host through this big brother season 19 I'm coming live from Dead Lizard Studios, Deep South, where right now it is hotter than Satan's crotch in a sauna. And that is no lie, my friends. How are you doing? I hope you had a great week. Uh, you know, this is a special edition. I hope a lot of you tuned in. And how special it is. I don't know if your favorite one, the, bag, the Battle of the, uh, well, Battle Back. I always say Battle of the Block. Battle Back. And... Uh, we're going to go through that. We're going to go through everything going on the week. It's been a really weird week. We saw, uh, you know, Dominic go home. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We, we saw an interesting HOH, which was a bit of a disappointment for a lot of us. Um, and we'll talk a lot about that. We're going to have power rankings. We're going to talk about the week. We're going to talk about where everybody's game is. It's a beautiful time to do it. As I tell you guys, we did it on Thursdays. Because, or, well, it's Friday, man. Look at that. I'm trained to say something. We usually do it on Thursdays at 11 p.m. because at that point we are all caught up, which is why we moved it to Friday to catch uh, the special episode tonight so that we're all caught up and we're sitting here talking about things because we like to see how all this goes as the week progresses and as the season progresses. As you know, I can ramble on or I can be quite uh, perfectly timed. We're going to go for perfectly timed tonight. We're not going to try to go too, too late, Uh, but there is so much to talk about because as we keep going, we keep seeing different type of personalities and characteristics of people come out. It's made it a very, very interesting week. You know, this is a really, really hard cast to really peg correctly. Um, it's a hard cast to read. Usually we can read a cast pretty well. 
uh, you know, I'm not saying that we're, we're perfect here, but we do tend to, when we talk, um, do pretty well on breaking down what we think people are going to do, and usually we're pretty accurate on that. But this is a really tough cast. Um, and, you know, we did a couple of poll questions this week, and, you know, a lot of answers came back interesting. We had an interesting fight about Raven on Twitter, and let me go ahead and apologize for everybody who got sucked into that and kept seeing the tweets. Uh, I think we ended that pretty quickly. Um, and, I, I, you know, the argument was um, something – We'll talk about Raven, but it was a really odd argument, kind of like, you know, um, I guess that the argument was really that everybody should just lay down and let Raven win. Um, I know that's not how it's presented, but that's basically how it was said. We said, you know, don't judge Raven, you know, she's sick and, you know, she's got a real disease and, you know, and I don't know, she's there to get replacement parts for this pacemaker and you know, look, we've been reading things all over the place. Uh, you know, I can't find anything that says that this is a terminal illness. Please don't hold me to the wall and pull the trigger, because maybe it is, and I've misread. I can't find this being a terminal illness. I am n- by no means Doogie Hauser, Dr. MD. I do not know professional medically anything about this. Just, you know, we're all Google professionals. I'm one of the best Google researchers in the world, but I can always mess up. I can't find this thing being terminal. doesn't mean that it's not a horrible, horrible situation she's in. There's a lot of rumors about her kind of pulling people's heartstrings and possibly some thought that maybe her family has lived on this situation for quite some time and lives on the generosity of other people. Now, whether or not that's true, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying that there's been a lot of talk of that out there. Um, in fact, my friend URC, who does the URC show, or used to do the URC show, uh, sent me a link about Raven, and it was quite interesting. I'm not going to put it you, – you guys look at it if you want to. I'm sure you've already seen it all over the place. But anyway, we had a little bit of that this week uh, on Twitter, and we had a lot of conversations, a lot of really funny uh, gifts that went out there, some memes, everything. So it was a really interesting week, especially with the way uh, Dom behaved. But we see what we see tonight. We'll go backwards. We always try to uh, – we'll kind of fill in the, block, the, the empty spaces where we can. We see, uh, really, tonight, you know, what an interesting, interesting situation that we have ended up with. And, you know, a lot of us have given Paul a lot of heat for his, uh, you know, look, I know he was safe for three weeks eviction, but everybody says, well, it was just three weeks, but it wasn't just three weeks. He was safe the first week, or the first eviction. I don't like to do it by weeks, because evictions are weird on their timing, but you know, he's safe for the first eviction, and he saved eight other people from eviction. Um, you know, and then he had the three weeks after that or three evictions after that. And now we see a little situation where we're seeing this battle of the block tonight. You're going to, or battle, battle back. Sorry, guys. The battle back. Uh, and we see pretty easily. We know that Jillian, I mean, Jillian just, I'm sure that she is a wonderful person. I am never going to personally attack any player out there. Um, unless I kind of call it like I see it, or unless it's a topic like with Raven. Um, but I try not to really pull per- – I'm sure she's a great person, and it's not a personal shot, but my God, she sucks at this game. I mean, you want to talk about just clueless. Uh, we knew that she wasn't going to really make it no matter what competition they put out there. You know, I hate to say that. I know that she had a lot of fans, um, but it just got awful. I mean, just got awful effort, just – 
these are the players that they get, and, and you know what? I just consider them fillers. I know that sounds awful to say, but a lot of these players are just fillers that they just like, you know what, we've got to get this kind of type of person. Let's just throw them in there and see, you know, what happens. But you got to know in casting that this is going to go nowhere. Uh, maybe she gave a good impression during her interview. I don't know. But um, we knew Jillian wasn't going to do very well. And and you know what? Kind of sadly, Dom didn't do well either. And they lose the first round to Cody um, and Cameron, who came in second in the first round, which was a ball maze thing that they always try to do, which I think does make it very, very even. I mean, it keeps the stronger players from being able to dominate the return uh, uh, games and whatnot. But so I thought it was I thought it was really fair. You know, I think it could have gone either way. Anybody could have gotten through that. We just just know Jill's just not going to do it. Um, Obviously, we see uh, Dom in that situation because she was evicted yesterday. But to tie it all up in a nice bow, we get Cameron and we get Cody in the final, uh, or final, I'd say final, but final for the returnees. And, uh, man, that that looked like Cameron was going to come back. And I told some people, I said, look, I said, Cameron coming back is one of the worst things ever. And and I know you guys disagree with that. And I And I told you, I think the people that, And, and you know, I think this is a horrible idea, okay? So don't get upset when I say it. Let's be mature adults. The people who want Cameron back, in my opinion, are the same kind of people that want first eviction, uh, a first eviction episode, uh, like season, where all the first evicted come back. It's never going to happen. It would be boring. These people went home for a reason. I'm sure Cameron's a great kid outside the house, and I know he's a super fan, and I hate to see somebody go home first that early because it is true. You don't really know how their game would have been. The truth of the matter is there's something that's not right about that player that goes home that early. There's just something that's not right. And if you look back, there can be a handful of players that went home really early or first that I would honestly say maybe had a shot at doing something better had they had more time. But it's not a lot. Uh, Usually the first evicted is usually not a bad person to see go home uh, because either they played their game wrong or whatnot. And and obviously Cameron did something wrong. I mean, listen, you know – he could have easily had, you know, he could have easily had Jillian go home with just the right conversation with people. He just, I don't know. He, you know, I, I know he didn't have a chance to really save himself, but I just don't think mainly with this guy being out of the house for as long as he was, he was not going to come back in there and do anything, okay? I really failed to believe that, and everybody's like, well, there's this delusion that, well, you know, he'll come in and change the game because he doesn't know anything and he doesn't know who not to go after and everything. So he'll just come back in and just start going after people, man, and start sorting that house out. He's not going to do that. It's just not a game where you're going to come back in and just start targeting everybody. He was going to lay low. He was going to be quiet. He was going to be scared to death that he was going to go home again. And he was going to do very little. He may have tried to win an HOH, but I don't know that he's the type of player that can win those type of competitions. Maybe a Maybe a quiz, but that, it's not time for that yet. Um, maybe a puzzle, but I just feel like, you know, a lot of that goes to the stronger players that we've already seen, and I just don't see Cameron in that category. I really think that in comparison, Cameron's return would have been like Nicole's return in her first season, where everybody was like, oh, yeah, she's back. Yeah, she's going to set this thing right, and she just sat in a corner. I think Cameron would have done the same thing. I do not think you're going to get entertainment value out of Cameron returning. Um, we see him almost get this thing pulled through, and I was a little scared. I'm not going to lie, because I felt like as far as entertainment value, Cameron was the lowest on the totem pole. Um, you know, whether you want to say Dom deserved to come back, 
there's a lot of argument for that. But I, I'll be honest with you guys. I, d- I think Dom and, and, and Cameron are a lot in the same category, but in different ways. Dominique uh, was not going to have anybody really work with her. If she walked back in the house, she was going to march right back out. I don't see her being this competitor that was going to do a lot. Maybe I'm wrong. But, you know, it's just my opinion, and we'll never know. I don't feel like Dominique was going to come back and start winning these comps saving herself, making things work out, you know, putting the right people up, and, man, just taking control of the house. And even if she had a week of doing that, I don't think she lasts very much longer. She's kind of cursed, which is sad. Listen, I I preached about how much I like Dom's game. I I did at the beginning. That talk show absolutely was a a bomb going off for her game. It was the dumbest move ever to pull everybody into a room and just have a conversation where you're hosting – a show talking about people's secrets in the game. I mean, it just was such a dumb move on her part. I I think she's a great person. I I know people bash the religion thing. Look, we don't talk about – we try not to talk about religion and politics here, but I think everybody has the right to believe what they want to believe as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. She wants to speak in tongues or whatever it's called. That's that's her business in my opinion. I mean, it – you know, I, I just feel like those things being scrutinized are unnecessary, personally. But you know, you you know, we I told you, we complain about everything in the Big Brother world. I mean, we, you know, I complain, so I understand people have their opinions, and that's fine. But I think she was a, I think she was a good person. I, I we're going to talk a lot about Tom's efforts to stay in this house, which were god horrid. Um, I don't think the Lord could have helped her no matter how hard she prayed. If she had gotten a prayer chain going on an email, it wasn't going to happen. She just played horribly when she got on the block. Um, But, listen, I believe this game, you know, as a person who kind of just hosts this show and watches it, I think this game is about entertainment value. I see no benefit to any of us. Even if your player doesn't win, even if your most favorite player, you know, wins, your most hated player wins, whatever. It is three months that needs to be entertaining for all of us, and we're missing that from latest seasons. I'm sorry, but we have. We need a lot of drama, a lot of backstabbing, a lot of twists and turns. You don't think you want that, and it sucks when it happens to the guy or girl that you like. But I'm telling you guys, you're going to be way more entertained and way more hooked into a season if all hell starts breaking loose in this house. And that means even if your own player gets, gets crossed. So to me... You know, I just look at who's got the most value coming back. Dom was not going to find anybody to work with her. Um, she had already burned so many bridges, I think. And, and honestly, we kidded, about, we kidded around about it, but the truth of the matter is is that you can only say you were backstabbed by your team, quote-unquote, so many times before everybody just burned out on it. We get it. You don't like what happened. Here's the deal. Big Brother's not a team. And if you played it like you were on a team, that was your first mistake. And if that's how you played the first couple of weeks, it was a dumb move on your part. This is an individual game played as a as a collective group. But that collective group can switch gears as we see all the time. And Dom just kept going and on and on and on and on. And I think it just she just dug her you know, here's your shovel. She just dug it so deep. So I don't think that she was gonna be able to come back and be very effective tonight. Cameron, as I said, I don't think she was going to be effective tonight. And Jillian had been out for so long. I don't think that she was really just beloved in the house. I mean, a lot of people forgot who she even was. Fans were not, you know. I just The only person that returns to this game tonight and changes things up is Cody. 
I know you, some of you disagree with me. I'm telling you, I, I see no other path. And of course, tweet me, BB After Show, uh, and, or visit me on Morty's. We've got to plug Morty's. Morty's TV is always a big supporter here, so please go visit them. Uh, we just have a lot to talk about tonight. Sorry about that, Morty. But um, it's just one of those things where you know, I just do not see anybody else returning this game making a difference. Cody makes the difference. And what comes back to what I was saying about Paul's three weeks of safety, which is kind of a weird backlash on all of us that didn't agree with that lot long. Here comes Cody. He comes back in the house. Guess what? Him and Jessica can pretty much secure their safety for, for at least three weeks because whichever one goes up, Jessica's going to use that hex that we're going to talk about tonight that she won uh, out of the temptation. So it is a long and interesting show tonight. Please bear with me as we go back. To the beginning, guys. Alex wins HOH. Uh, I really, really thought, going back to last, I guess it would have been last Thursday night when she won, I really thought she was going to be, she was going to take on a lot more. I thought she was going to really make some big moves. I really thought, I really, really kind of felt like after I found out she made the Elena deal, and I don't even know really how ridiculous was that, but I really thought there was going to be a Mark and Matt thing going. I thought she was going to really go after some heavy hitters. It was obvious she couldn't go after Paul. I find out later that her and Paul kind of make a side deal, which I think she needs to be very careful of. I think Alex is a very dangerous player who doesn't have game awareness enough to back off a little bit. She continues to kind of be an aggressive player which is fine, except in her nominations, but I'm talking about physical comps. She continues to be a fighter, and I think eventually that kind of comes back to bite her, especially if Paul realizes that this is a danger to me as we continue to work together. But, guys, I mean, let's talk about something that that was kind of on my mind. Who do you really put up at this point? Looking at the house and the way the house is working right now, I don't know at that moment when Alex becomes HOH, other than Dom, that she really has a lot of options other than Dom and Jessica. If she doesn't want to rock the boat, there's not a lot of people who have really just thrown themselves out there to be to be serious targets. Even people who didn't throw themselves out there, Megan and Jillian, became targets. So it's a really that's why I say a lot about this house being a hard one to put your put a pulse on. It's really a tough one to figure out. Because I really thought she would make a bigger move and shake up the house. And boy, was I disappointed. Jessica goes up. Dom goes up. Um, she acts like she doesn't trust Paul, but she's listening to everything Paul tells her. She's kind of going along with Paul. Um, and and i got to be honest. If you weren't going to make a move, to me, HOH is a danger. I go I, Listen, I go back to the days of Dan. I go back to the days of Will. I do not think HOH is the most powerful position in the house. I think that it is a curse. I think it's a target, and I think you don't win it unless you absolutely have to, which is was Dan's philosophy a lot of the time. We never really saw Will do it, but Will was just that different. <laughs> he just had that little DNA thing different about him in the game. But Dan, being a, uh, also a fantastic player, one of the best, uh, if not the best to some people, I just had this thing that you know you didn't really want to touch HOH unless you absolutely needed that power. And I think Alex made a really brutal error this week. I think winning HOH and knocking herself out for this week, as we see, 
is a huge mistake for her. I think she should have laid back. I really think she should have let somebody else win it, knowing that she was in a safe position in the house. There was really no need to win it. It wasn't a must-win for her this week. I think even if, by chance, Jessica had won it, I think that Alex stays safe. Um, I, I, I just think it was a really, really bad move. If you're not going to make a move on, on – if you're not in trouble, okay, and you're not out to make a power move, or, I mean a real power move, stay off the HOH. If you're not in trouble, don't, don't go after it. I just think it was probably a week too early for her. She was in such a good position. She didn't ruffle any feathers, but at the same time, now with what we know about Cody coming back, is it possible Jessica wants a little bit of revenge for putting her on the block? Probably not, but it's, a, it's something that Alex needs to think about. And it was just such a letdown to see her. Um, she's convinced herself that she isn't easily manipulated, but i got to be honest with you, I think she's easily manipulated, <laughs> which is, you know, opposite of what she believes uh, in herself. I just I have a hard time seeing that. Uh, I think Jessica going up as a nominee, listen, easy choice. Right? Everybody kind of knew that was a gimme. Uh, I told you guys, uh, now I'm not a huge Jessica fan. I, I think that that's a misunderstanding. I, I'm not a Jessica fan. I don't think Jessica gets that far in the game. I think she gets farther than a lot of people gave her credit for. And I was saying that I think she's a lot more dangerous than people give her credit for, and I stand by that. Um, but she's an easy choice to be put up. She does exactly what she's supposed to do, what I would have advised her to do, and I know very little, but. I'll pat myself on the back. Lay low, play possum. When you're in that situation, you put your back against the wall, you put your hands up and say, I got nothing. Sending me home does you no good. I, I All I am is a vote if you work with me. And I was very, very, very interested, tying back to Jessica, to see Jason's game start to bloom. I feel like, and a lot of you agree, that Jason was – it's probably the most aware, probably next to Cody. Now, Cody read players really well, and we find this out after he gets out, that he really did have a great read on players, a really good read. But he played poker face so hard that nobody believed he had any emotion and nobody wanted to work with him. And then when, when he got kind of screwed, and I'm sorry, he got screwed. We've said it first show, go all the way back and listen. I said Big Brother should have canceled that first eviction. As soon as, as soon as Megan left, they should have said, okay, eviction's off. And they wanted to keep pushing it. And then somebody got this, and Paul couldn't go up, and now so-and-so took themselves off. It's just a situation where Cody really got screwed. And I'm not sure Cody's in the position that he would have been in if he would have won a later HOH and not a, not a one at the beginning. I think he would have been better to kind of wait. Um but he's one of those players that thinks it's a comp game. Hopefully he's learned his lesson. Um, but Jessica, to me, just is, she's a pointless person to really vote out. I, 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 Jason was 100% right to tell Alex, look, we've got to keep Jessica. We've got to keep Jessica. Let me save Jessica. Let me pull her off. Jason wins that POV. Alex says no. I want to keep her up. And i got to be honest with you, I think that – I really think Alex's issues with Jessica are really, really petty. I don't think that she has a true reason to have an issue with Jessica. I just think that she's being extremely petty. I think Raven is being extremely petty about Jessica. I believe, personally, that there is a little bit of jealousy there that is keeping them from really playing game. Jessica, 100%, Jason's right. 
you go to Jessica, you talk to her, you take her down, you you gain her, you say, look, I am going to take you down, but I need 110% of your loyalty. I need to know you're going to vote with me. I need to know that you're going to keep me off the block. I need to know that you're going to use POVs to save me. I need to know that you're in this with me and Alex. And I guess a little bit of Josh, wherever Josh is. <laughs> My God, where can we even say where Josh is? But I need to know that you're 100% solid with me. Anytime, in my opinion, that you can help someone better you, you always make that move. I don't think the rest of the house would have been that upset with him. We saw Dominique and the way that she behaved, and we're going to talk about her nomination in a second. But, uh, you know, she was in so much trouble that really pulling Jessica off would have done nothing. It would have put Alex in a tough position to have to put somebody else up. Um, but I think she could have put Ramsey's up. I, I don't think anybody would have been upset about that. I don't even know if Ramsey's would have been upset. You know, Dom had dug herself such a hole, and I think it gives you that ability to really win Jessica to your side. I think he was right. It's time to make those moves. Paul's safety is coming up. Does he have one more week, or is he done? I think he's done. If he's done, you definitely have to make that move. Because Paul is not loyal, I don't really believe to anybody. Um, and so I think that pulling her down would have given them an ability to really have a foundation going into it. But the main problem we have here is that Alex is somehow not manipulated, but manipulated by Paul. In her mind, she's not. In reality, she is. Paul is absolutely running with her. On the other seat, we have Dom. You know, like I said, that talk show got her in trouble. I, I, I really believe this, and I, and I will I will go to the, the big brother grave believing this 100%. I think you have really two types of players in this house, or any big brother season, uh, any type of player, okay? And in my opinion, there are two types, and one is very, very rare. It's like Bigfoot. And we've seen Bigfoot a couple of times. Very rarely, okay? And we haven't seen one in a couple of seasons. A rare player, who I think is the best type of player, is a player who is not afraid of the block. They look at the block and they say, that's where the game begins. Everything else is window dressing. But if I get put on the block, that's where I'm tested. That's where my game has to come through. Dan hates the block, but Dan is one of the best on the block. Okay, he'll miss you. He'll do. You know, if you got to research that, go for it. But you got to do a Dan missed on somebody and make them make them get riled up in their own brain to start making moves to save you. Uh, Will was not afraid of the block. He said, "Hey, look, that's when the game begins." We see very few of these players come out, and when they do, they're usually better because there's so many people playing to stay off the block that they're not playing to long haul it and say, look, if I'm going to play and I'm going to do my game, but if I go on the block, that's where it begins. That's where I'm going to do my best work. And maybe Big Brother's made that more difficult lately. They've had it made it difficult maybe with the Battle of the Block and certain things that they've done. And to me, they don't give players enough time to campaign like they used to. And, and I know they've changed schedules around, but it seemed like it used to be able where if you were on the block, you had a lot more time to campaign and that was kind of like the big deal with Big Brother. Could you, could you pull a cat and could you just nine lives it out of, off the block? And, and there were moments when that would happen, and it was incredible. I mean, it was so awesome to see players 
get themselves out of a bad situation and survive to live and fight another day. And a lot of times those players made it very far. Dom is somebody that we see who is the opposite. There are the opposite end of that, which are people who are who will melt on the block. You put them on the block, they will just melt. And Dom is one of those. I mean, listen, she was already in trouble for the talk show, but I think if Dom had kept her cool and thought about her argument a little bit better, it would have been an easier time for her. What she wanted to do was talk in secret to people. Oh, you know, a snake. And, you know, listen, her definition of what a snake does, you know, snakes aren't out to bite you. They, that's a defense mechanism. I just, I was just kind of shaking my head at that one, but that's not important. But, you know, we're looking at Dominique trying to work her way into people's subconscious by getting them to say, listen, there's only one argument Dom needs to make in this situation to get herself safe. I'm going to throw it at you. Dominique should have told everybody in front of Paul. This is what I'm going to tell you guys right now. I understand that I'm on block. I understand why I'm on the block. I ran my mouth, and I've learned my lesson. And I understand you guys don't want to work with me again. But I just want to remind you all of one certain thing. When Paul entered this house, it wasn't with us. It was because somebody took a temptation, and Paul was our punishment. I want you all to think about that. I want you all to sleep on that, that Paul was our punishment. Now, what we don't know is that has Paul been our punishment because Paul doesn't even win the money at the end? All his job is to do here is to mess up the game. All his job is to do here is to lie to everybody. Think about this. Four evictions of safety. He came in the first week safe. He got three more weeks of safety. Why do you think that happened for him? It's not by circumstance. And it's not circumstance that, that Paul came into this house as a punishment. Not as a favor, but as a punishment. He is here to disrupt the game, and that's all. He's here to see how many people he can get evicted and probably wins money every time somebody leaves. That's the twist this season. I don't give a damn if it's right or not. But the moment you tell everybody he is a punishment, he's not a, he's not a benefit, he's a punishment. He was put in this house because somebody took $25,000. Think about that, guys. That's all she had to do. And if she would have stayed right on top of that and been cool and not lost her cool with people, I think it would have boiled in people's minds and they would have said, you know what, she makes a great point. She really does. Maybe we should keep her. Maybe we should send Jessica out. seems like maybe Dominique kind of knows what she's talking about. But I definitely would have put it so that that would have erased everything me and Paul had had in con- on conversation. I think the snake thing went too far. I think her argument was really bad. You know, I don't. You know, look, don't go into an HOH room with everybody sitting there and just tell everybody, look, my team just backstabbed me. That's the only reason I'm here. Well, you're damn right. And everybody in that room's just saying, I'm glad that I'm not you. I mean, that, that's the truth of it. And that argument is the weakest. I'm just here because circumstance. Well, you know what? Shit happens. You are here because of circumstance. Cameron, unfortunately, is home because of circumstances. Of course, you think he's at home at that time. We didn't know he's in. They don't know that he is being hidden. But, you know, hey, look, Cameron's a victim. Megan's a victim. Maybe, maybe not. Jillian's a victim of circumstance. Why are you any better? Just because you 
reaped what you sowed in that interview room that you wanted to do, that interview show. It's not our fault. And I think that that was just the wrong play. I think that drove everybody nuts. It drove me nuts. Look, people will be sitting in the in the room and talking to people, and she, just walk in. I think somebody was talking about something. I can't remember who it was, but there were two people that were talking, like, in the in the pantry room. And she just shows up and is like, hey, I just want you all to know I, I got put up because my own team stabbed me in the back. Big whoop. Guess what's going to happen to every one of us? I just think it was a piss-poor argument for Dom. That made me lose a lot of respect for her in the game. I really liked where she was. That whole game show or talk show thing that she did just tanked it. It just tanked the whole thing. And then, you know, her and Paul, as we talked about, got into the fight. Um, I think the whole snake thing, like I said, was just stupid. Uh, her arguments were just impossible. Um I, I think that really you've got to realize, I think with a type of player like Paul, he wants argument, he wants confrontation. He needs that, and he loves to have an audience for it. He's not stupid. He's a smart player, um, and, he, and he's, he's a good, uh, good argumentative player. He, he knows how to argue. Brittany Haynes was like that. They're really good at making a point, and I think Paul's good at that, and that gives him some credit to a social game. And I think Dominique, in the point where she was kind of upset and feeling betrayed, picked a picked a really bad time to start into all that. I think it made her it made her look really annoying. And so Dom ends up going home, pretty easy boat. And you know, I just it's amazing. I just don't think she's a bad player. I just think she talked too much. I think she was right. Uh, of course, she finds out she has an opportunity to go home. Like I said, I, Jason wins the POV, doesn't use it. I thought it was interesting the way he asked Dom. That's why I kind of like Jason's game. I liked how he asked Dom, you know, do you think that we could work, if I worked with you, I would be safe, uh, you know. I think that was an interesting point for him to make, kind of like, look, I'm not seeing you home because I don't like you. I'm seeing you home because I can't use you. I can't do anything with you. I, 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 or I'm not using it, of course, you know. But Jason, I really, really like it. I like his game. I think he sees through Paul. I think he sees the game more clearly than Alex. Watching him try to talk Alex into making a good move, was painful, but you kind of realize I think Jason has got this thing a little figured out. I think he's underestimated. And I think he's a very classic type of player. And what I mean by that is I think that Jason is somebody who sees things happening as the week goes and, and he kind of, kind of decides on things as he sees them. I don't think that there's any real thought in it. I just think he sees it for what it is and then he plays the game based on that. And you know, no real strategy, but he reacts well. And I think Jason needs to work with others outside of his realm, meaning that he needs to work with everybody outside of Alex a little bit. I think I think Alex is so wrapped up into the Paul situation, I think Alex is really going to steer Jason wrong. And I think that Alex might throw Jason under the bus the moment she gets an opportunity. And we just be honest, Jason is a target. Jason is a serious, serious target. Now, knowing what we know right now, and a lot of you guys felt I was wrong and it wasn't going to happen, but I still feel extremely confident, especially after what Cody said after he won tonight, that Cody's target is Paul. I believe that. I believe that Cody sees Paul. I think that Dominique conversation, a lot of you guys, and I saw this on Facebook, a lot of people upset that Dominique and Paul were talk, or Dominique and uh, Cody were talking a lot when Julie was kind of letting them know about the Battle of the Block. I ain't got no problem with that. 
Look, it would have been, guys, it would have been unfair for Cameron to go in there without any background of knowing anything. It would have been unfair for Jillian to go back without any background of anything. And Julie said to them, guys, hold on, you'll have a chance to catch up later, meaning that they're going to have the opportunity to talk. And if you guys remember when Victor won his battle back last year, I can't remember who he won it against. I'm sure somebody will tweet me and remind me. But I remember there was a conversation there letting Victor know who to trust and who not to trust. And I have zero issue with that. These guys go back at a disadvantage. Uh, there's no reason that they shouldn't have some information. Listen, these these players don't see what we see. They're not seeing everything we see. They're just seeing stuff within the game. They're not watching uh, diary room sessions. They're not watching anything like that. So they're they're in the house, and they only know what they know. They only know what the next player would know. And at that point, Dominique knows everything that everybody in the ho- else in the house knows because everything was pretty much spilled in the fights that they had. <coughs> Excuse me. So, in my opinion, I have zero, zero issue with people having the conversation uh, before they go back in the house if they've been evicted uh, and been and, uh, sequestered. I think that Dom actually gave Cody a lot of information that helped Cody get his brain straight. A lot of people were saying, Cody said if he could go back in the house, he'd work with Paul. That's all good and dandy when you realize that you got burned by somebody that you tried to burn first. But the truth of the matter is is that if Cody would have gone back in working with Paul, we would have seen nothing different. Nothing different. I think that Dominique gave Paul just enough info, or gave, sorry guys, Cody just enough info for Cody to realize that Paul is back in his sights. And let me tell you, what a glorious day this season will be. And I don't care if you agree with me or disagree with me, I will, you will be... You will see I'm right. If this house divides behind Cody or behind Paul, this season's going to get a hell of a lot more interesting. You have got to – I told you guys, one of the most important elements of a good season is a house dividing. When you see people split and it's house side versus house side, things get interesting, man. I'm telling you guys, it will be great. So we've got – Paul coming off of his safety situation. We've got Jessica and Cody now coming back in. And Jessica, as we saw, wins the temptation hex. A lot of people upset that she won it. Guys, I don't understand it. Who did you want to give it to? I don't think Dom makes a difference. I really don't. And you guys, tweet me, BB After Show. Let me know why you think Dom would have been better with this hex um, temptation. I'm telling you, I don't see it. At least with Jessica... With Cody coming back, how everything played out, whether it's rigged or not, how everything played out, Cody and Jessica now are, are working together. Jessica has a power. Cody has the ability to win an HOH because he's a strong competitor. Hopefully he's learned enough to change his game a little bit as he goes in. We're going to find out. If he has, that's interesting, and that's going to make this season better. The other thing is, is don't count out that Jason begins to work with Cody and Jessica, Okay. So we've got a set-up threesome right there that might be pretty good. Seeing how well Jason's playing the game and how well we believe or I believe that Cody can read players well, I think that they're strong together. I think if Jason and Cody start to work together, they're going to get really strong. I think Jessica's got a little bit of an idea of what's going on. I think she's very, very, very cold. I think she can kind of put her eye on things. I think these are three players who are very good at, at understanding their environment. Now, I'm going to throw a curveball, and I'm going to say that I think that Mark 
and Elena cross back to Cody. And I think Cody needs to go to Mark first thing and say, what we had, whatever happened, I, I want us to just squash it. I was in a desperate situation. I said some things. Hold on a second, guys. Throat was getting dry. I said some things. I threw you under the bus. I was trying to help myself out. I shouldn't have done that. It was a big mistake. But, Mark, I need you back. I need you back. I need you solid. I need you and Elena solid with me. I'm telling you right now, you've got one you, – this whole entire house is working for Paul. You are just a number on the totem pole. You are going to go home soon. And you know what? Not knowing anything already, and I would have said that not knowing anything about Mark, but what did we see this week? We saw Mark and Josh have this fight. Now, you know, they make a bet on a pool game. It gets a little bit not really heated, but they make a bet that whoever loses has to swallow, has to drink pickle juice and hot sauce. It's not a big deal. I mean, hell, man, it, it, it's nothing. Hold your nose, drink it, have a good laugh. It brings camaraderie to the team or the house. And Josh loses. Mark is right. Josh loses that bet. And then Josh refuses to drink the agreed concoction. And I think Mark, in a joking way, they made it look like Mark was upset, but he really wasn't. In a joking way, Mark throws it in his face. Now, was it the smartest thing to do? Hell no. Mark should have known better. Everything would have been fine. But all this still plays out to leading up to a really good situation in this house for us, for us as viewers. Because Josh goes on a tirade, and it really amazes me how Josh continues to get away with things, and I don't think it's going to happen much longer. I really don't. I think I see the cracks happening. Um. And it's one of the most ridiculous fights ever. Uh, Josh continues to show how childish he is and how, I tell you guys, emotionally, I think he's immature. I really, really do. I know there's some Josh fans out there. God bless you. But this guy's a ticking time bomb. And if he ever wins HOH, watch out, because he's going to be worse than Vanessa ever was in trying to make a decision about something. It's going to be awful. In fact, it'll be absolutely entertaining. But... um, I don't think that the pissing match helped Josh. I don't think it helped Mark. And although Josh had a right to be upset, I really do feel that way. I mean, you know, it was kind of messed up. He just whined for so long. He just got to say, okay, man, look, be a man and just get over it. Hold a grudge if you want to, but get over it. And he just will not let anything go. I think this is totally Josh's downfall. I keep preaching it. I know it's coming. Uh, he's just not there emotionally, and I think it makes him a horrible player. Um, this leads Josh into talking about integrity, which made me laugh because we are talking about a guy preaching about his integrity as he took a golden veto that everybody's forgotten about. I mean, good good for him. But he takes a golden power of veto or a safe veto from his team on the first try in the very first team what was it, team uh, competition, he picks up the golden egg for himself and screws his entire team. This is a guy telling Mark about integrity? Josh is delusional. He's absolutely delusional. But what it does is it leads him into saying something that's going to help us out entertainment-wise if everything works the way we need it to, which is that he tells Mark and Elena that he's got integrity, 
not them, because they wanted to throw, they wanted to put uh, Paul on the block with Cody and blah 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 blah. Completely throws Mark and Elena out there. Of course, Mark being what Mark is, a, a disappointment. Kind of cries about it and gets upset and whiny about it. Instead of saying, you know, trying to trying to do damage control, Mark makes it worse by throwing his own kind of hissy fit. And I think that what this has done is made Mark an extremely huge target to Paul. Mark has to be sitting there knowing he's a target to Paul. Elena has to be scared to death that now she's a target to Paul. So what a perfect time for Cody to come back in, if it works this way, and say, Mark, listen, whatever we have, we need to squash it. Let's just start over, okay? I learned my lesson. I went home. I I did stupid stuff. I went home. I want to learn my lesson. I want to play a better game. I need people with me. I need strong people with me. I need you. I need you. I need anybody else we can tag along. If you got somebody that you think we can work with, let's work with them. I got three solid. I, if I can get two more solid, man, we're in good shape because we can use this. And I would tell them, we can use this halt hex if you guys get on the block to save you. Now, whether or not I do, it's a whole other thing. It ain't about being truthful in this house. It's about gaining complete, complete uh, strategy on somebody. I would tell them, look, if you come and work with me and you give me a solid, man, if you go up on the block, we're going to use the halt hex, but I need to know you're solid with me. I find out you burn me, it's going to be hell. But let's start over. If this happens, this house, this season, everything with it begins to change because I think there are some players that are beginning to wonder about Paul and maybe beginning to uh, change some things out. Listen, guys, i got to take a commercial real, real quick. You know, i got to push my friends over at Morty's. When I come back, we're going to talk about the controversy uh, with Paul um, and everything that went with that, because that was kind of a big story. got on TMZ and everything else. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to finish out kind of what we think is going to happen this week and some other stuff. i got some things to say about some players I'm kind of getting fed up with, so you're going to want to hear it. Uh, stay tuned, guys. It takes two minutes. I swear I'll be right back. It gives me an opportunity to get something to drink. I'll be right back in two minutes, folks. You're listening to the BB After Show with Sam. It's summertime again, which can only mean one thing. Big Brother coverage is back at Morty's TV. Morty's TV is the website that's been covering Big Brother USA since 2000. And now Morty's coverage is on Facebook and Twitter. So check out our links at mortystv.com slash bb or tvfanforums.com.
right, guys, we're back. Hey, thanks for hanging in there with me. Um, just looking at some of the poll questions we had. Um, uh, the, the one thing that we had this week that was kind of a big deal was all over the Internet. You know, sometimes Big Brother affects the outside world, if you remember with Erin and a lot of her racist comments in season 15, which I feel like was a disaster season. Um, it was just kind of that season where you just knew things were just starting to go downhill. Um, you know, we see Big Brother kind of reach outside the Big Brother atmosphere where we live. And sometimes these things are, are most of the time, almost every single time, they're not positive. And there was a lot of talk, especially on TMZ, about some racist remarks that uh, Paul had made um, during the whole thing with Dom and the eviction. And we saw what his plan was. Uh, I think that this becomes an issue of somebody who says something that is misunderstood. I understand that some people feel like, yeah, even if you misunderstand it, you still don't say it. Listen, we're human. We're all faulty. We're all stupid sometimes when we say things. I think initially him saying that he was going to put on a black face, uh, thank God he really didn't do what, what we were led to believe that he was talking about doing. It would have been awful, and it would have been... Um, shameful and it would have been embarrassing and I'm glad that it really ended up being him painting his face in a snake-like fashion you know wasn't a really he just put black on his face you know you saw it Um, but you know a lot of people were upset about this and I think that the media did hype it up a lot worse than it was I think we're starting to see how desperate sometimes the media needs a good story um, and I'm not getting into fake news and all. That's not my thing. I'm just saying that you got to realize, I, I, you know, actually I'll tell you guys uh, something really, really super interesting to me anyway. I talked to a guy one time who was called a, a social media manipulator. Um, and the thing about it is, and this kind of ties into the thing with Paul, is that he made millions of dollars manipulating the media, meaning that basically what his job was to do was to put fake stories out there about political rivals or company rivals. He worked for a big company that did clothing. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember what the clothing store was. He worked for our, uh, people who wrote books, uh, that wrote controversial books. And, you know, the type of, type of guy that would like, okay, let's say that a, that a book was coming out and the person was probably not very well liked. Uh, they would vandalize their own billboards, vandalize their own things to get on the news so that the media was carrying it. So that everybody was reading it, and even if they didn't like him, he was, you know, any press is good press type of thing. They just really manipulated, and and right now you're in a 24-hour news cycle, and that goes for especially, really, for entertainment news. There's a lot of fighting out there for being the top dog in entertainment news because a lot of people read it. And listen, there is such a desperation for a quick story. There's such a desperation for a controversial story that any little thing is going to be reported and sometimes exaggerated. Not always. Sometimes it's underreported. But we see it in this kind of situation where I firmly believe I don't think that Paul meant what he said in the way that he said it. I think he meant it the way that he did it. And in the way that he did it was completely innocent. I think it was immature. I, I think it showed a lot of immaturity on his part. He really should have been above that. I think dressing up in the snake dress. I I just think there's a point where you're doing that where you're like, okay, I'm feeling dumb at this point. I pushed it too far. I feel like an idiot. Take this off me. I'm just going to be normal. 
But he went ahead and went with it, and it, it ended up being pretty harmless. I didn't see Dom taken in a bad fashion. Uh, I'm sure it kind of annoyed her, but, you know, not in a way that would come across, in my opinion, as racist as what he did Thursday night. Um, so I think we can put that to bed, but I think we all have to realize that these news cycles, they're 24 hours now. You know, it used to be back in the day, and I'm going to show my age, we used to have to really wait for newspapers. <laughs> like, you know, and it took like, it was like 24 hours before you got news. You know what I mean? And, you know, newspapers came out, and you're like, oh, my God, like this happened yesterday? Like, it, it was a lot longer of a news cycle, and stories could be changed quicker and edited and changed and taken out. And now, you know, people are just putting things out there because the 24-hour news cycle is so competitive that, honestly, Fox News, MSNBC, everybody, anybody you listen to, I'm seeing in everyone. Anything that hits the internet, even if it's from a minor blogger, it gets passed on, and they got people out there that don't verify these stories. They just pick them up and throw them on because they need to get them on so quick because they've got to win the click war, and it's defeating to all of us. Now, I'm not again. This has nothing to do with fake news. I'm not saying any of that, but I'm saying. We've got to be aware sometimes that there's an effort out there to rile people up, to divide people, to make people angry, to hurt people's feelings, uh, to scare people, all those things. And you've got to be really aware. Sometimes they're justified. Don't get me wrong. Hey, look, I'm, I'll tell you, some of it's justified. A lot of it is. But there's a lot that is not justified, and sometimes we see this in this case. I really don't think anybody meant Hopefully everybody is okay and we can move past it. But we're all stupid. We all make mistakes. We all say things we don't mean, especially when we're not self-aware sometimes. And it's not meant to hurt anybody's feelings. And I'm glad that things kind of worked out the way they did Thursday because, man, i got to be honest with you. You said blackface. I got really, really nervous that he was going to paint his entire face. That was going to be a really, 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 really awful situation, and it was going to hurt a lot of feelings and make a lot of people mad. I'm glad that's not what Paul meant. And what he did was just something just really immature and stupid and didn't really matter at the end of the day. Um, we were talking a little bit about the Hex Temptation. I asked you guys, do you think that – God, if I can find it. Do you think that um, – <laughs> I knew I'd lose it as soon as I said it. Actually, we had a couple of poll questions, one I'm going to save for later. But I asked you guys, should – this was before the eviction – should Jessica use the hex um okay there we go should should uh Jessica use the hex temptation to halt it she was on the block 69% of you said no Dom's going home just don't use it uh 31% of you said use it uh I think it was smart for her I think she played she played a little bit of a gamble I think in that house she probably knew that Dom was really going to be the one going home I think there's probably an overwhelming sense of that and so she did not use it, which allows her and Cody to use that as a bargaining chip, like I said, with Mark or anyone they want to work with, and gain some power to their side. And I really, really hope that we see a house get divided here. Uh, because, like I said, I think it's going to be a heck of a lot more interesting. I think we're going to have much, a much, uh, much more enjoyable season if that happens. So as it stands right now, I believe uh, we've got a HOH coming up. I, you guys will probably know who's HOH before Sunday. All this depends on what happens with HOH. Usually in these shows I know who's going to be HOH, so we can kind of determine what's going to happen, but I don't think that Cody is going to probably lose this one. i got to be honest with you guys. I think it's an important HOH for Jason. I think Jason's really, really, really in trouble, and I think he's a decent player. 
I think that he needs to have somebody he's working with save him. And I think that I think Cody, uh, of course, will listen to Jessica and save uh, Jason. Um, obviously, Cody's the biggest target. I see Cody absolutely doing anything he has to do to survive. Um, I just, I, I just think that it's going to be a Cody HOH, and I think he's going to go right back after Paul. I know you guys disagree with that. I think he will. I would be really surprised if he hasn't learned anything. He seems like when he came, like I told you guys, I felt like when Cody came out of the house, Cody had self-awareness all of a sudden. I think in that house, he was really, really a poker face. I think he tried to stay stone cold, didn't want to get too emotional, didn't want to get too involved, and I think he just played his comp game and that was it. And Ego got to him, but don't lie. Ego did get to him, but he was right. He's right about what he thinks about Paul. Paul's dangerous. He just couldn't get anybody else to get on board with it, and I think that he should have really talked to his team or his alliance, team such a bad word, but alliance, to kind of work that out. So I really, really think he can get somebody like Mark on his side if they can squash it. Would Mark and or would Matt and Raven come? Listen, half of us are forgetting Matt and Raven are even in the house. Matt has done nothing. Now, I won't count Matt out as being a good player. It's not strategically bad at all, and I think a lot of players would tell you this. This is just my guess. I don't think it's at all bad to play Matt's game. I think Matt's playing a smart game. I think you got to lay low. Now, will he play hard when he has to? That's going to be the key. But why get involved? I mean, I know a lot of people are saying Matt's a, a coat hanger, and he is, but I think Raven's going to be in trouble before Matt ever is. Now, what Matt has to be careful of is being too involved with Raven. I think Raven is a dangerous player from the from the uh, from the from the point that I don't think she's a great game player, but I think that she is a very very dangerous person because people have so much sympathy for. Her. Now, like I told you guys, there was a little bit of a um, Twitter debate or fight with somebody on Twitter because I had said something about Raven, and like I told you earlier, they got upset. And apparently, you know, felt like that I was afraid of dealing with Raven's condition. Why I am afraid to deal with Raven's condition, I have no idea. But apparently I'm afraid of it. And I don't, I'm trying to, I guess, minimize it because I don't want to be charitable or, or care. I, I don't really know where the point was going. And, and I'm sure I'll get, they'll tweet me again if they listen to the show. But... It, Big Brother's not a charity, and and uh, our friend Renee, who's a friend of the show, always tweeting, thanks, Renee, and hey, she says that it's not a terminal illness, uh, that she researched it. I, I don't believe that it's a terminal illness. There's a lot of stuff out there, like I said about Raven, that's kind of saying that her family has lived on scamming. Now, if this is true, and that's just a very strong if, because that's strong allegations to make on somebody. If it's true, she is using her sickness to finance their life by getting charitable donations, it's wrong. It's it's awful. But I don't know that I completely blame Raven for this, and I'll tell you why. Let's say that it's not terminal, and it looks like it's a treatable situation. I know there are people that have it that have tweeted on, on Twitter, and you know what? Give her credit for bringing attention to it. I think that's, that deserves a, a huge appreciation for those who are probably dealing with it. But it doesn't seem. It seems like these things are are, are something that that can be not cured, but can be handled through medical uh, attention and, and diet and certain extremes 
like the one that Raven claims or does have. I'm not here to tell you whether or not she is lying or whatever, but I am saying that this is not a charity game. And there are people out there that really think that the person who deserves it more should win. And I am here to tell you that that game will that this game will not work that way. I am here to tell you that you will be vastly disappointed if you watch Big Brother and hope that the charitable person wins. Now there are some people that benefits. Derek had a kid or two. I think he had a kid and then had another one. He was a police officer. He's serving his count. Whatever you think, he he hasn't been in trouble for doing anything wrong as a police officer. So he puts his life on the line. He protects people, as far as I know. He's got a child at home. Yeah, okay. Derek went in the money. You can see some charitable thing there. But for somebody to be sick in the house, it's it's like taking a lotto shot and saying, look, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. She's using a lot of, uh, you know, explaining about, I, you know, she told somebody in a boat discussion, my word is all I have because tomorrow I might be dead. Now, look, it's an entertainment show. It's to be entertained. It is not a show for charitable causes. It is not a show to manipulate people in such an emotional way that you're making them believe that you may not be alive tomorrow, and I think that she'll be just fine. So in that case, I I do disagree with some of the ways that Raven is playing the game, and I do think it's a little dirty. And I rarely say anything's dirty, I didn't even have an issue with Matt in season 12 saying his wife was dying. I mean, you know, whatever. But when you're using it for yourself and you're using it for that kind of gain, I'm a little worried. But the reason why I really don't blame Raven is it's very possible that if her family has been using this as an excuse to make money, it's very possible that Raven herself has been manipulated to believe everything that she's telling people. She may believe that she may die. She she may be... have been told this all her life by her mother. And if her mother and her family is scamming people, and a lot of people believe that, apparently she has a very expensive, like, $40,000 car. She has two dance studios. They go on a lot of extravagant vacations, but they raise all this money in six figures. I don't know. There's a lot of videos out there. You know, and look, that stuff's manipulated too, so you can't trust it all. But if that is true, then, you know, it's a situation where I believe that if Raven is possible that she's been manipulated all her life to believe that she's sick. Now, I've known people like this, and I've known people who have raised their children this way to believe that they are always sick and that, you know, they have to be protected. And I know there's certain names for it, and I'm not a psychology major or anything. But if she, you know, if she believes that this is true, you can't blame her. I do feel like the use of it so much in the game is manipulative on her part. And i got to be honest, I don't think she offers much, and I think that eventually the rest of the house is going to get kind of tired of it. But she told somebody, I think in, in, uh, the other day, uh, it might have been Christmas, um, but she told Christmas, I know nobody will take I know, I know that, I don't know what it was about, but it was basically nobody wants to go with me to the final two because they know they'll lose. I really hope she's proven wrong at that point because I would hate to see somebody slide into that position, especially if she doesn't have a terminal illness and all this is just a bunch of BS, to slide in that final two just because people don't want to put her up. Ah, I hope she goes home early. But that's just me. Uh, so, you know, that's my thing with Raven and, and that whole situation. And that was the discussion that many of you saw on Twitter 
you're more than welcome to go back and look at the, the conversation. But basically, that all ended when I when she was. T- I, I get. I don't know if it was a he or she, but when I was basically being told, you just don't want to help. You don't want to have to face what she's going through. You don't want to give. You don't want to help. And I'll be honest with you. I said, tell me how much you've given to her cause. And the tweets ended. It is amazing to me, guys, how many people want to tell you how you're wrong and live your life, and they're hypocrites. That poster on Twitter, who's now probably going to tweet me back and and make up some story about how they gave hundreds of dollars to, to her cause, didn't ever do that, but wanted to call everybody else out for judging Raven's condition. I don't think anybody's judging Raven's condition. I think they're judging the way Raven's treating her condition and how it's being a little bit over-manipulative um, to gain some some sympathy in the game that may not be warranted for her. And that's where that ended. So that's where I stand on that. I know a lot of you guys saw that tweet, and I just wanted to kind of explain what the argument was there. Um, I One thing I want – before I go to the power rankings, there's one thing that I put on Twitter I thought was great, and, and it was a great response. We saw Kevin tell Jessica that basically he sells advice for a living and gets paid in a white envelope. That's just paraphrasing. That wasn't exactly what I said, but that's basically what the conversation was. So I ask you guys, number one, I don't know how you don't love Kevin. I, I, I'm going to tell you guys, I think Kevin knows this game. I think he watches it. I think he watches Big Brother. I think he's completely playing dumb, and I know a lot of you guys agree with me. I, I think that he is way more hip to what's going on than he's led on to believe, and if so – Hats off to him. That's the kind of player that you think can go really, really far. He was my pick. I like to remind you guys. He was my pick, um, and I do like seeing my picks work out, obviously, because it gives me a little credibility. But so far, I mean, that's it's pretty hilarious. So I asked you guys, I said, what does Kevin really do for a living? And the choices were hitman, bookie, informant, or enforcer. I think it's the idea that it, <laughs> he works for the mob. I mean, he's got those sweet tats. Dude's still in great shape for his age. He's very smooth the way he talks. He's got a very mob way about him. He doesn't lose his cool too much. And you guys said 47% of you. 47% of you said he's a bookie. You know, and I kind of agree with that because the only thing I could really think of that was probably the most realistic. Somebody said he was a hitman. That came in third at 21% and an informant at 23%. Let me tell you, if he's an informant, he, he just better stay in that big brother house because everybody knows now that he's an informant. But, um, but if you sell information... Hey, look, that, that sell, that's pretty much sells an informant. That spells informant all over the place. So, God, Kevin, please don't be an informant. I hope you're making that up. I hope you really are a stay-at-home dad that, you know, doesn't have any nasty dealings going on. But, man, that would make it so much cooler if he was. That would be so much cooler if he was a bookie. <laughs> and, uh, hey, URC, URC used to do a gambling show and he used to call him and, and see what his, what his numbers look like every week. But, uh Forty-seven percent of you say he's bookie. I thought that was I thought that was great, and I appreciate everybody's great response on that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, so that was the polls this week. Oh, I did ask you guys, and we're going to get to her. I asked you guys about Christmas uh, before we get to power rankings, which is at the end of the show here. You know, there's been a lot of talk about Christmas, and I'm going to say what I've always said. I think Christmas offers nothing to an alliance. I think she offers nothing to anyone. She can still play a social game, and I believe that. You know, there's been a lot of complaints that she should be kicked off the show. I don't know that she should be kicked off the show. I've been back and forth on it. I I don't think that she really should. 
But I do, because I think that there are people that don't win comps. You know, look, Will never won any comps, and he's considered the greatest player next to Dan. Probably reversible with Dan, right? Dan wasn't crazy about winning comps. He hate winning, he hate having to win comps. So the only, only reason he won comps was because he was in a situation to make a power move that he had to make. But if he didn't have to make a move, he didn't touch it. He didn't touch a comp. He didn't want to play in a comp. So, and, we, and we've seen, uh, you know, Derek not win a comp and win his season. Winning, your comps, winning comps means nothing. You only want to win comps when you have to win it, when people are on to you. The situation is, is that I don't think that it matters that she can't compete. I think she can still play well. What I think is exactly what I said. People who are active, who don't get to be active, become very, very moody. She is a highly active person who is in the fitness uh, uh, industry. You put somebody like that down, maybe they start gaining a little weight because they're not moving as much as they – there's going to be a depression period, I think, that comes in with Christmas, and I think she's going to drive a lot of people crazy. Um, I asked you guys, speaking of polls, and let me see. I think I've got her – I do have her in my power rankings. Um, I think that Christmas is somebody who will go home soon. But I would not take her out. I mean, I'll be honest with you. As a, if I was in the house, I don't take her out until I know exactly when she is supposed to be back. And if she is supposed to be healed by week eight, I'm putting her on the block if I can or talking somebody into doing it by week six. At this point, she's no danger. She's just going to vote. Okay, she can work her social game all she wants, but eventually I think I think I think she's going to get a little cabin fever, okay? And I think that the fact that she's trapped in a house and she can't move the way that she wants to, she can't work out the way that she wants is going to eventually affect her social game. I think she's going to get cranky. I could be wrong. I just think that it's going to happen. And I think she's going to turn a lot of people on off of off of her. Um and probably put a target on herself. But I really don't want to. I really don't want to compete with that when it comes back, and I, and I really think that probably in the next couple of weeks, uh, you guys said that you don't think she lasts much longer than two weeks. I kind of tend to agree with you. Um, I think that eventually she is such an easy person to put up. I mean, you know, look, how much blood do you get on your hands by putting Christmas up? And you could sit there. I mean, they might have the house mad at you, but I mean, you look at me and say, look, she's she's not going to do anything. And y'all want her to come back and compete? No, she's going to be well-rested. I don't want to deal with that beast coming out of the gate. And I mean that with all due respect because she's hella healthy, right? Not in a derogatory way. I mean, she's healthy. So, I mean, you know, you don't want to deal with that in the comps because you know she's going to come back firing. And she can probably switch the game around, especially depending on who she's aligned with. Um, But... I really think that you wait till just about the time that she's about to come back, and I think you put her on the block and you get her out of there. And I think that's a danger for her. And that is why she is on the power rankings, and she's not high, guys. These are the power rankings. I do this every week. I don't do every single player. Uh, that would cause us to go later than we normally do. But I do give you my – I do do. I do do give you my top couple and then my bottom couple just makes for a simple thing. Uh, so power rankings, number one, I've got Paul. It's not hard, but this is the thing about Paul. If you go against Paul, you go on the block. If you listen to Paul, and you uh, and he'll happily ruin your game. Um, he really pushed 
it really pushed Dom to crack. He played that really well. I think he's doing a lot of things right. I think he's doing a lot of things wrong. Uh, I told you guys I think these are the weeks that Paul had safety to stay out of the HOH room, just get to get into people, get to be friendly with people, get people's trust, and then work from there. I think he's been a little too loud. I think Paul's been a little too controlling, and I think it is going to bite Paul. I really do. I think if Paul doesn't check himself, he is going to get people annoyed with him. I think it's coming. And we already see fans starting to turn on him. I mean, fans are already getting annoyed with him. Uh, And I think he just tried to control the house too much, which I do think gives Cody an opportunity to win some people over. Um, My second place, uh, I put Jason. He's a target, uh, but I also think he's the smartest person in the house despite that he gets STDs. I don't know if you guys saw this, that he actually gets chlamydia from women he sleeps with. I mean, for a guy who I feel like is being so smart in the game, it kind of makes me shake my head to think that this guy – Actually, he sleeps with women that give him STD, and not one time, but on several occasions. I'm praying for you, man. Um, he needs to keep in touch with Alex, but I think he needs to really keep his eyes open with other play- players that might be kind of starting to break away from Paul, and I think that's going to happen this week. Um, but he's got to be careful. I really think this is an important HOH week for him. He's got to have him, Cody, or uh, Jessica win that HOH is the only way and maybe Alex, uh, which she can't win, so never mind. Uh, it's the only way that maybe he secures himself. Maybe Josh keeps him safe. I don't know. Josh is a wild card. But I, I know that Paul's kind of kind of not real sure about Jason, and I don't think Jason's going to win Paul over. So I think, it was, I think this HOH is really important for Jason to find a way to be safe, meaning that Cody has to rampage to the house. He's got to make an alliance with Cody. Or either he's got to save himself or either Jessica's got to do it. Uh, but I think that if Jason doesn't um, honestly doesn't get uh, safe from those situations, I think I could see him next to Cody. It might be a little dangerous. I could see him next to Cody because uh, there's going to be a lot of fear that they'll start working together. So he really needs to have some safety this week. On my third spot, I put Jessica. Jessica did exactly what I told her to do or what I thought she should do. I shouldn't say told her. But it was to just lay low, play possum, play like you've got nothing to fight for. Just say, hey, look, I am a wasted person to go home. There's got to be better targets than me. Who do I have to work with? Nobody wants to work with me. Uh, Stay quiet. Um, She's not forgotten about, uh, and I think she's she's valuable to someone. It's obviously Cody. But I think if anybody that starts to go anti-Paul here in the next week, I think you could see, especially depending on who wins HOH, you could probably see – if she or Cody or, or Jason win that HOH, that I, I think you begin to see a very distinct power pull from them because they're going to feel like we got this week, we can use the halting hex next two weeks, we can kind of make a bold move right now. Hopefully Cody's not scared of that. Hopefully he didn't get scared out of it because now's the right time for it. Um, her vote's very much for sale, and she has to side with someone. She needs some help somewhere. Cody's going to come in, but they need more. Uh, she gone. She really went from hated to forgotten. She had that spill with with Josh. I think she should have kept her mouth shut in that situation. But I think her defending Mark maybe maybe repairs that with Cody. Um, you know, by saying, "Look, you know, I defended you to Josh. I put myself out there. Uh, I think you can work with me and Cody." I, I really strongly think Mark needs to get over that and, and move on. And my next position was Alex. Um, I, 
Alex really made the list because she had to. She's HOH. How do you put a power ranking without putting HOH or the person with safety in that spot uh, up high? She has to be up high. She won HOH. Um, but she was a big talker, man, and she had very, very little bite. I think a lot of us thought she was going to be really spunky, come out firing uh, on all cylinders and really do uh, some big things. Um, I really don't think that the deal for the wall was necessary for her. I don't think she needed to make a deal with Elena. I think even if she dropped, I think she was going to be fine. Um, although Elena was going to probably put, gosh, who Elena puts up is probably, and I don't know that she lasts, to be honest with you. I still think Alex probably could have lasted her. I really do. It's hard for me to think Elena could have lasted long. Maybe she could. Um, but I just think that we found out this weekend that Alex is a little catty and that Alex obviously is taking her alignment with Paul extremely serious. And like I said, her plan is not to be manipulated by Paul, but her plan is being manipulated by Paul. And, uh, you know, I just think that you, when you win HOH, you draw a line, whether it's your safety or whether it's you're attacking someone. I think when you win HOH for no purpose at all, I think it's just, you know, I just felt like Alex won this won this HOH as a trophy, and I just don't think that it benefited her. I think her having to be held out this week is probably going to be not an issue for her, but I think as the game goes forward, the way that Alex's personality is and the way that she's got a lot of confidence can be a good thing, but I think it's also something that can be very bad for her. So I think Alex could get herself in a little bit of trouble. Um, I get the deal that she made, but sometimes you just have to break it. I, I think she should have pulled Jessica. I think she should have given herself a backup plan. You can work with Paul, but if you pull Jessica, you can work with her. Elena and Mark and those guys probably don't keep you safe. I say you double-cross Elena without any much without much fear. You put Mark up. Maybe maybe from that point on, people don't think your word's any good, but I got an honest, honest opinion for you guys. This is a very short memory in this house. Look where Josh is at. Look where Josh is at. So this this house is a very, very, very short memory. I think Alex could have broken that deal, especially with Mark now, and been completely fine. Um, and so I think that she should have saved Jessica, given herself some padding on the back end, put Matt up, or put Mark up, and just let it go. Dominic Dominic probably would have gone home still, um, but I think she should have stuck with the plan. You know, look, I put you up. It's not a vote for Dominique. I feel more confident with you up there that Dominique will go home. They should have stuck with it, whether Elena had a problem with it or not. I mean, my God, Elena, who do you want to keep safe? Everybody. I mean, she's listening off at the house. I'd have told her, no, you can keep two people safe. That's it. Name them. She would have named Mark, but that might have let Matt, Matt open or Raven open or somebody like that to go up. Uh, on my last part of the top list, I put Raven. And, and I know what I said, but... <clears throat> A lot of stuff came out on her. We already said the thing about her illness. We, you know, listen, you know, I'm not going to go back into it. Um, but I think that she has a lot of sympathy from the players right now. And I think that a lot of people are scared to put her up. She's right. Uh, for now, she is not somebody that I think will go up because people are scared to look that they're unsympathetic to her cause. Um, and I think that that makes her really strong right now. Now, does she provide anything for the season? I really don't think so. I really don't. I don't think that Raven's suddenly going to do anything or win an eight. She might win a comp. I don't know. I, I just 
I see a lot of immaturity in Raven. I, I, it's weird. When I look at Raven, I see a little girl. It's just odd. I see somebody who's just playing. She just seems like she does, you know, for everything she's been through, it just feels like she's kind of still a child. And and maybe I'm wrong there. I just feel like she's she's very childlike in a lot of ways, and that makes her kind of innocent. But it also makes her extremely annoying. And I think Twitter kind of backs me up on that. I think she's an extremely annoying person. Uh, and I think eventually that's going to wear on people. She loves attention, I think. We saw that when she wrapped her foot in a garbage bag. She kind of cut her foot. On, I think she needs some stitches. I don't even know if I got verified if she needs stitches. Anyway, um, but, you know, she wraps her foot up in garbage bag before she gets in the shower. I mean, things like that. You know, that's kind of the thing Christmas was doing. You kind of feel like maybe her and Christmas are competing a little bit. I, I don't know. Uh, or she's competing with Christmas. I mean, Christmas legitimately hurt. Um, but anyway, uh, so I think Raven's in a powerful position just for the fact that I think she, she's got a little bit of safety for a while, and that's good for her. But bad for us because I don't think she provides a lot. Now, going down to my bottom, Dominique was my number one. I think, and, and understand that this list is made before Thursday. So I just felt like she was going to go home. I think she should have pushed Jessica to explode. I think she should have not let Jessica be so quiet and hide. I think she should have pulled Jessica out. I think Jessica could have been prodded into making mistakes and saying things and getting herself into trouble. Uh, and Dom never even tried to do that. Uh, I think that she could have made a better argument for Paul to to be an enemy to everyone by telling them that he's the punishment of the house, not a reward on the house. He is a punishment. We need to think about that, guys. He is a punishment. He was sent here to punish us, which means that probably 90% of the things he's told you are false because it's very likely the twist of the season is that Paul's going to come in and give us information to tempt us into siding with him and anybody he can send home, he probably gets money for. Now, let Paul argue that that's not true. Let Paul explode, because there's one thing about Paul. Paul is an emotional guy. Paul is so easy to rattle, in my opinion. I, I don't think he's Josh level, but if you challenge Paul, Paul will chase. I think you've got to lay the right cheese out to get Paul to bite. But I think once he bites, Paul can get himself into trouble. And I think Dom really made the mistake of not putting the bait out there to really catch Paul. She should have told everybody, he's a punishment, guys. Think about that. He's getting paid for every one of us he sent home. And I guarantee you, with that cast, somebody was going to believe it, and maybe more than one. And I think it might have turned the game a little bit. Maybe in her favor, maybe she could have gotten kept. If anything, if she returns, she probably comes back stronger if she beats Cody in the, in the battle back. Um and she would have a ready-made alliance to work with her. But I think that she should have said that. And I think it's something Cody needs to Cody needs to tell these people, or somebody needs to tell them. But Cody, I'm thinking because I want to see a Paul versus Cody house. Cody needs to tell people, look, Paul's a punishment. He's not, he's not here to help us. He is a punishment. Who knows what production has him doing to get money in this house, you know, what, what the twist for him is. There's a twist that involves him. So I think Dom's uh, snake argument for four days, backstabbing argument for four days was just so incredibly weak that I knew it just was not going to work out for her. Uh, next on my list, you guys are going to be really, really surprised. And he did kind of flip it on the, on the votes this week, but was Kevin. 
I like Kevin, but listening to Paul tell him how to rogue vote is just the stupidest thing on the planet. And the fact that Kevin has listened to him has helped in the first couple of a couple of runs. I get that. And I'm glad that he did not do it this time around. But Paul's been telling Kevin to rogue vote, to vote differently than the rest of the House to kind of throw people off. That's fine and dandy, but the fact of the matter is is that if that ever catches back up to Kevin and he's mighty he's flying mighty close to the sun at some point before this vote, where people really starting to look at Kevin a lot differently and suspect that he's doing some things. I think he needs to start playing opposite of Paul while staying close to Paul and realizing that Paul needs to go home would be best for Kevin. Um, I, like I said, I think they're starting to look a little closer at him, and I think as these numbers dwindle, of course we got some numbers back up, but as these numbers start to dwindle, I don't think Kevin's in any trouble right now, but as the, as the numbers start to dwindle, Kevin's going to get a lot more suspicious to people. I think he needs to play a little soft this week. I've seen him make some comments I, weren't, I, w- I was not very comfortable with. He asked somebody if they would sleep with Christmas in Jury House. He made some kind of passes in a simple, not not bad way, but I, I kind of felt like he made some passes at Jessica when he was kind of talking about hanging out when they got out of the house. And, oh, I, I, I hang out at this bar. She says, oh, yeah, I know where that bar is. I go there sometimes. Oh, well, next time you go, text me. It doesn't matter. Any time of night, I'll come and meet you. It just seemed inappropriate for a man of his age, in my opinion. I like Kevin. I just think that sometimes Kevin says some things that are very inappropriate, and he needs to rail that back in. I think that it does make people sometimes uncomfortable when he says certain things. He needs to cool out. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I think he needs to move around and make friends again, and I think he needs to be the cool uncle and not the creepy old guy. There's a fine line. Cool uncle and creepy creepy. Uh, uh, Creepy old guy, you've got to pick a side, Kevin. I think that if you go creepy old guy, you're going you're gonna to hurt a lot of your game. Back to playing cool uncle, man, because that was where you were really strong. Really kind of worry about him. Uh, and Christmas is at the bottom of the list. Uh, listen, uh, well, not at the bottom, but she's in there. Like I said, you guys, uh, her, her, really her opinions on things are going to be completely irrelevant. I think she can still play a social game, but I think that people are going to think she offers me nothing. If I go up on the block, she can't save me. She can't really win an HOH physically that she's strong at because she can't compete. So what does she offer me? And that's going to be the key for Christmas. And like I said, she's going to carry that injury sympathy for so far. And, you know, I think she's a bit dramatic. And a lot of people got mad at me because I said she was dramatic. I got some messages that said, hey, look, you know, look, this is her career. I get it. I get it. Some people make a, make a career out of being really good at exercising, and I think that's fantastic. God knows I could use it. I'm not hiding anything here. I'm out of shape, and I'm old. But the fact of the matter is is that there are other things in the world that you can do. It's not the end of the world. She's very young. She's very attractive, and there's a lot of things that she can still do. I think that, God, you know, and Jason, it, it really, it's not Jason's fault. It is not Jason's fault. This girl jumped on his back, and he took off running. He fell. It was a complete accident. I think she had a little grudge, and she may still hold one. Don't be surprised if Jason don't go on the block if she were to win some miracle HOH. I think he probably could. I, I just, I don't know. There's just something about Christmas. I'm kind of over the queen of per- perseverance, that kind of thing. 
I think it just gets old. I think it's going to get old for a lot of players in the house. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to say, yeah, perseverance as in you kind of just sit there. Because if that's perseverance, we got two different definitions. Doesn't mean she can't play a good social game, but I think that the, carry, the sympathy carry only goes so far. People obviously do feel bad for her, you know, that she's put herself in that position. And I mean that. She put herself in that position by jumping on a guy's back and having fun and horsing around. I'm sure Jason did not say, hey, you know what, tonight or this morning, when she jumps on my back, I'm going to fall on her leg. That's not the plan. We all know that. But she had every – she instigated every bit of it. She has to take blame for herself. And like I said, being the best at exercising is not the only job in the world you can have. She's young. She's got a lot of life left. She's going to find something great to do. And a lot of people live with arthritis. I live with arthritis. Probably not on the level she will. But – it is a pain. It has definitely, definitely affected my golf game. That's another thing. But, listen, a lot of people deal with that kind of thing every day. Perseverance is overcoming it. Perseverance is finding something else to do that you love. Perseverance is being coming back better than you were before. I have no doubt that she'll do that, but I think preaching it and showing it is two different things for Christmas right now. I don't know. I, I mean, she's laying low. Her social game's okay, but she's not really in the position to make moves. And I think – Somebody is going to put a, a bullet in that wounded animal at some point and just get rid of the suffering. And I think she's going to help things out by going crazy. I asked you guys, would Christmas last the next two weeks? 55% of you said no. 45% of you said yes. You do think she will last the next two weeks? I think she will, but it won't be much longer. I probably should have said four weeks. Definitely won't last, I don't think, longer than four or five weeks. As soon as that foot starts getting better, and I really think that she's going to go stir crazy. I think she's going to turn everybody away. Uh, listen, guys, we will be back live. That's all I really had tonight. But we'll be back live Thursday night, 11 p.m. Eastern, banning anything crazy happening. I want you to join me. I want to thank Morty's, as always. I didn't really preach Morty's tonight because we had so much to cover with the battle back. I was kind of covering an extra day here. What we know will happen from here is uncertain until we know who wins HOH. Before I let you go, I don't have any reports of who won it, so we're going to leave it as we don't know. I got a strong feeling it's going to be Cody or somebody working with Cody that's going to win that HOH. I foresee a house dividing, if that's the fact. You're going to have some defecto people that have probably started to feel a little pain with Paul, Mark, Elena, Matt and Raven, if they ever get into the game, maybe. But I think that Cody can pull just enough to his side in a strong case to make it where him and Paul are going to burst each other in the house. If that happens, it's going to create animosity. It's going to create anger. It's going to create drama. It's going to be fantastic if we can get that to happen. And I really think we have a strong chance to have that happen. I think that Dominique, if anything Dominique did right, was telling Cody what she told Cody because obviously Cody's back on the target for for Paul again. And you know what? One more thing. Why did Jessica choose Paul? I don't get that. Tweet that. Y'all let me know. I'm going to put a poll out there. Why did Jessica choose Paul knowing that there was a great chance that Cody was there? My God, my pick would have been Christmas. I would have said Christmas. And, And the rest of the house choosing Paul I don't get that. I would have chose Christmas. I would have chose Jessica, especially if I'm in trouble. 
Like if I'm in, if I'm Jason or, you know, maybe Mark or somebody feeling endangered, I'd say, look, put Jessica out there. Whoever's going to be, it's going to be, she's either going to let them win or they're going to win. I want somebody back in this house because I need another week. You want that person back. You need another week. And it was unbelievable. Paul, 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 Paul. Jessica, Paul. Why? Christmas would have been my choice if I'm Jessica and hope that it stand on a pole for as long as you can. It's unbelievable. I don't, I don't understand. Anyway, that was something that I picked up from tonight that just boggled my mind. Guys, we need to see this house divide. I'm telling you, it would be a lot more entertaining for you. As I said, you guys get mad at me because I'll bounce all over the place. But the truth of the matter is that you the only thing that matters at the end of all this is that we have a great season that entertains us. The only way you're going to get that, I feel like, is to have this house divided. Cody needed to win. Jessica has his hex. They stay safe. I, I, listen, this is going to be really, really great stuff if this happens. If Jason comes over, if he can mend fences with Mark, and that's kind of what I think will happen, especially if Cody wins an HOH. You're going to see some people pull away from Paul. It's going to make this season much, much better. Guys, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. Our numbers are incredible, and it's all due to you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Everything you guys do, even when you argue with me on tweet or Twitter, even when you correct me when I'm wrong, uh, Mr. Excitement does that all the time. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I'm trying to shorten this thing down. Hopefully it worked out tonight. We've got an hour and 30 minutes. I'll keep trying to knock it down. These weeks are getting crazy. And as the drama gets bigger, shows are going to get, honestly, probably longer. We're going to try to start opening up phone lines soon, um, but we'll have to find a way to make it flow where it works out. Guys, again, thank you so much. We'll see you next Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern. Have a good night, and as always, be good to each other. This is the Big Brother After Show with your host, Sam. Thanks again. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes. Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected it's time for another summer of big brother with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.